Dog Works Radio is sponsored by Alaska Dog Works. Check out their website at alaskadogworks.com. You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Robert Forto and you're listening to Mushing Radio here on KVRF 89.7 in the Matsu Valley. RadioFreePalmer.org is our live streaming site and you can find all of our episodes over on DogWorksRadio.com. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button and make sure you never miss an episode. And tonight we have part two of the Hayes Boys. We are welcoming Christian Hayes calling in from way up north in Maine. Christian, how's it going today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am fine. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on. We got quite a bit of history on your guys' kennel from uh, your dad when he was on and from your brother, Caleb. But we're going to step a little bit further down on the family tree and learn a little bit about you. I know that you are a, a musher and you have been since you were just a little boy. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're all about, please. As Caleb told you, we uh, have been mushing forever, uh, as long as we can remember. I recently just moved up north to, uh, to my dad's from Belfast. I was, uh, I was a sophomore, still am, um, in, in high school. Uh, I moved up, um, transferred football teams. Um, I'm now the quarterback of the St. John Valley Mustangs tri-school football team, and it was Caleb's last year this year. I have another two years with them. Can't wait to keep going with it. So, so you 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 are you're a football guy, and I saw on Facebook. I guess it was earlier this weekend where you guys did your award ceremonies and and are sort of passing the torch, if you will, from the older team to to the younger guys where where you stand. Uh, tell us about that. What do you think about sort of following in your in your brother's footsteps, if you will, and sort of taking the reins? Because quarterback, that you know, you're you're the next man up. Uh, so you you're the one that's sort of leading the team, isn't that right? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I love I love that I have the position of quarterback. It's a it's a really big responsibility, and it's um I'm very honored to be the quarterback of a tri school f- football team. Um, and for my brother. Uh, it was a really big deal for him to be with a school and have this connection with all of his teammates for only a year and then uh, ship, ship off uh, later this year to the Marine Corps. And I'm sure that um, that must be tough on him. Uh, we are all going to miss him. I know that uh, at the end of the uh, ceremony, everyone was giving him hugs and saying their goodbyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think there's a, a really interesting analogy with football and mushing. And for anybody that listens to this show quite a bit, I always uh, sort of talk about football and how it can sort of be played out with mushing as well. You have your quarterback, you have your, you know, your offensive linemen who are the wheel dogs, you have your lead dogs who are sort of like the quarterback. And then you have your, your, uh, your, your, your playmakers, the, the, the swing dogs or point dogs. So it's very similar to a setup 
on a football team with a mushing team. Do you agree with that, uh, Caleb? Or excuse me, yeah. Christian? It's sort of the same thing. You got your 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 you know your your broody guys in in the wheel, and uh, you know the smart guys up front. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's a that's a perfect analogy of it. And the only difference is, I guess, with with uh, a mushing team compared to uh, a football team, since you're the quarterback on the uh, on the high school team, you're more of a head coach with the with the mushing team, isn't that right? Team, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly how I would look at it. So I guess since you are a big time football guy, you're living in New England. Are you a Patriots fan? Um, actually, I'd say I'm more of a Buccaneers kind of guy. I, I love Tom Brady, always have since he was on the Patriots. Um, I was more loyal to him as a player, as a quarterback, than I was to the whole team as a whole. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I like it. I like it. So, yeah, he, he moved south and uh, is doing uh, the best he can down there uh, in his later years of his career. But I'm sure he is one heck of a Hall of Famer, and everybody knows about Tom Brady for sure. So let's move into mushing. Uh, you had said that uh, you have been doing this for, for a long time. Before we got on air, you said you've been doing it since you were a little kid. Tell us about the lifestyle. Uh, we learned a lot about from Caleb about sort of the ins and outs of, of a mushing kennel, as well as from your dad. What do you think about the lifestyle? What do you tell your friends at high school that may not know anything about mushing? What do you say that you do uh, when you're describing yourself or, or your, you know, your, your sort of lifestyle with your family? Um, I'd say it's definitely an all or nothing type of lifestyle. You have to be very dedicated to it. I'd call it a sport because it really is. Um, you have to be mentally prepared. Like for Caleb, he had to be very mentally prepared to go on that 100-mile race. Um, alone at night and I um, this year will be going on a 75 but I'd say that uh, this sport is very very hard um, and you have to give it your everything to go to your dogs and tend to them two or three times a day and uh, for us we have to make quite the drive um, it's like a 15 minute drive and um, dogs love love the sport uh, a lot of people think that the dogs are like being out work or work too hard and we push them too far, but this is what they were bred for, especially this uh, species of Sepala. Like I know Caleb said in the last podcast that uh, the serum run may, uh, most of the running was done by Sepalas, right? Uh, the 261 with um, Sepala and uh, they were bred for that and they were made for it. Um, so we uh, try to keep that going to, and keep their, their life on the sled. The, their legacy, if you will. I mean, you have, uh, you guys have li- uh, lineage uh, of those dogs that did that serum run from, from way back. That's almost 100 years ago. And I'm honored to have one of your guys right here in, in our home. Isolt comes from, from your guys' kennel, and she is one heck of a, of a joy to have around, and we look forward to having her on the team this year. So, yeah, I get the I get the lineage lineage of your of your team, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening have heard of the Serum Run, have heard of Balto and Togo, and sort of the Sepala Siberians and their legacy. So that is a special feat on of its own. So before we talk about the race, I know that we mentioned this with Caleb. I want to talk about one of your favorite dogs or a story that you have about one of your favorites before we jump into the to the uh, to the racing and all that. What story do you have for us? For my favorite dog, 
uh, it would probably have to be Frost, but as Caleb has um, Hatchet to resemble him in the team, I would have Jester. He's a, a big, tall, lanky, skinny dog like myself. Um, I'm a 6'2", 15-year-old quarterback, um, and he's a big puller on the team. He's in the wheel position. He's only one years old, and uh, he's really pushing himself. He loves being in wheel. He loves being on the team. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite times with Jester is how uh, on one of our last runs, he just kept pulling every time that we would stop. He'd be one of the first ones to just jolt and slam into his harness to keep going again. Yeah. So Jester is one year old, and is he going to be potentially on your race coming up in February, or is he uh, still a little bit young? What do you think? Um, it's looking really, really well for him. Uh, he's one of our best working dogs. He's definitely probably going to be in my race. And uh, from what Caleb thinks of him, I think he'll be in his 100 mile too. Oh, wow. So he's going to be do- doing double duty. How far apart are these two? Just a couple of weeks, is that right, uh, between your race and Caleb's? Um, it's almost exactly a month. Mine's in uh, February, and his is in March. Oh, okay. So so you got a little bit of time to, to really test out how the dogs that you had did compared to what, what he's uh, tackling in about a month later. So definitely some time to figure out uh, sort of the, uh, the quirks, if you will, of a dog team. So let's talk about that race that you're doing. You said it was a... Um, the wilderness, the wilderness 100. Is that what you said? Why, what is it called again? The hundred mile wilderness in Greenville, hundred mile wilderness. And you're running a 75 mile race. Is that right? Yes, sir. Last year I did the 35. Um, and that was pretty tough. Uh, the conditions that day were pretty rough. Um, it took me a lot longer than I, um, would like to admit. Um, but I think I'm ready for the 75 and, uh, it's, it's very mountainous and it's, uh, going to be a tough one but i think i can do it so you had mentioned that it is a tough race tough trail it's in maine obviously tell our listeners of course most of them don't have any idea of the terrain of of where you're talking about what is the trail like is it uh, you said mountains is it uh is it remote i mean there are there checkpoints and that sort of thing give us a layout of the land here in maine we're at the top of the appalachian mountain ridge so it's very, very hilly here, very mountainous. Um, when I would travel from my mother's to my father's, it would be all up and down. Your ears would pop every half an hour. Yeah, the terrain here is pretty rough. Like right now, we're uh, making the transition from going and training our dogs on the Jeep to uh, going on sled. Um, so we've been slacking off for the couple of weeks because it's right in there, right on that line where we are like, oh, should we go on sled or should we go on Jeep? And that's kind of how it is um, at this time of year, almost every year. It's pretty rough. So, yeah, there, there's that transition period between one piece of equipment to the other. And I know on Caleb's show, uh, we talked about sort of living the life of a, of a dog musher. And you have a story that's a very recent memory. You talked about your Jeep. Uh, all of us mushers exa- know exactly what you're, what you're going through just tonight. Uh, equipment problems are always an issue with mushing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, You always have to be uh, mindful of what could happen, worst-case scenario, Um, prepare for the worst and train for the – or hope for the best. 
Yeah, and, and you got. You guys had some equipment issues tonight. Uh, we were a little bit late uh, recording the podcast because that equipment failure. You know, I bring that up, Christian, because I hate snow machines, snowmobiles, for, for <laughs> because they're always giving me problems. And, and I tell you what, unless the dogs just out and out don't want to run, they always are ready to go. But any piece of equipment that takes oil or gas or an engine to go is always a nightmare, isn't it? Yes, sir. Um, Like you said, tonight we were late because our Jeep did not handle the weather here, right? It was like 20, 19 degrees, and the Jeep just did not want to handle it. Um, Like you said, machinery and cold don't go well together. That's why uh, we love dog setting up here. It's very reliable, and it's an adventure. It is an adventure. Every day is an adventure as a dog musher. So you, you, you're hitting, hitting the trail in February on this 75-mile race. Uh, you said last year you did the 35, and it took a lot longer than you anticipated. Was it just a sluggy trail? Was it dogs? Inexperience on your part? What took so long, and what is too long, in your opinion, for that 35-mile? Starting from the beginning of the race, right before I even... Uh took off the chute i was my handlers were bringing me up to the chute and our bungee cord for the gangline snapped and our dogs took off on us yeah so that happened we recovered them we got a new uh we got a new bungee for them worked out perfectly and right off the chute i realized that since i was uh kind of a later bib in the bib numbers that the, the trails were really kicked up and really deep from all the other uh the teams that were going out so um, going up mountains and down mountains in this really heavy, sluggy snow is really tough. And uh, to answer your question, too long is about six and a half hours for a 35-mile race. Okay. And that, that, was your, that was your time, six and a half hours? Yes, sir. Okay. Not too terrible. I mean, you, I, I, I was thinking maybe 40 or 50 hours would be too long. But, that, hey, <laughs> that, that's respectable in terms of... Uh, you know, a long run like that in a punchy trail. So now you're pretty much doubling the amount of time that uh, you're going to be on the trail on this next race. What are you doing to train differently? And of course, uh, as you mentioned, equipment failures with the bungee and all that, uh, you always check your equipment twice before you hit the trail. What are you doing different for 2023 that you did in 2022 other than increase the mileage? Last year, uh, I think Caleb didn't mention this in your podcast, but uh, we had an eight-dog team for a 10-dog race, so we needed to borrow two dogs. We could only train 10 dogs. We had puppies that were uh, in the moose incident, but we had uh, we only had eight dogs, and this year we have over double that. Okay. Um, so as long with uh, as like a lot more miles, because we've put almost 130 miles on them this year, which is a lot more than – a lot of mushers that we know, we're training them pretty hard. So we're increasing the mileage. We're increasing the dog amount. Um, we're pushing them really hard this year. So you, you, we go back to that f- football analogy. You have a much deeper bench this year with uh, pretty much double the dogs that you had last year. What is the, um, the dog limit on this uh, 75 miler? Uh, it's an eight dog race. Um, and like you said, we got a lot more dogs to pick from. So we can uh, choose the best from the best. And I uh, would like to put it in there that um, 
Jester is definitely one of them. <laughs> hey, there you go. Your your buddy Jester is going to be on on the team. So let's talk a little bit about that since we have a few minutes. Since you do have a pool of sixteen, I believe you said. What is your choice? How how are you picking dogs er, this early in the season? I mean, you guys just jumped on sleds uh, this past weekend. What is your thought process as a musher? And I'm sure you're getting um, input uh, from from your dad and from Caleb and so on. But how are you picking dogs for teams right now? Is it uh, you know male female? Is it uh, you know experience? What is your thought process in in developing a dog team? Um, ever since we've started running dogs, as long as I can remember, we've uh, put every dog in every position to see which one they're best at. Um, like you said, the female male, that's preferred. But if uh, two males don't mind being next to each other, uh, being although our uh, this breed is very friendly, um, you know, males like to butt heads. But if we can find two males that don't like to uh, don't mind being next to each other, we'll put two males in wheel. We'll put two males in point. But with the amount of dogs that we have, we run everyone everywhere and try to see the best positions for the best mileage. Very good. I, I like it. And do you have a, a couple of go-to leaders right now? I'm sure that all three of you guys are running teams together. Do you have some go-to leaders that you enjoy running or that respond to you the best? Who are they and, and, uh, and what makes them special? Um, the dog that you said was going to be on your team, we actually have both of their parents as our go-to leaders, Vodka and Druid. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they are our go-to leaders. They've always been very faithful and very uh, – they listen to our every command. Um, in the 100-mile wilderness, Druid went a little girl crazy, though, <laughs> um, over and kind of messed it up. But um, this year he's matured a lot, and I'm expecting a lot from him. Um, I think he can – do really well. So I know we didn't talk about this before we went on air, but I know that your dad is doing an Iditarod qualifier this year. Are either you or Caleb joining him on that journey? He's heading to Michigan to do that. And if so, what are your thoughts about that? My dad is doing the UP 200 in Michigan. We're going to be going down there as his handlers and his uh, supporters. I think he's going to do a lot better than he thinks he's going to do this year i think really well he's gonna with this breed they're built for long miles uh slow and steady just like the uh turtle and the the rabbit but um he's definitely gonna place up there for sure i like it so uh tell us when that race is if you know i know your dad's hanging out uh listening to the show with us where is does that fit in between uh, your race and and Caleb's, who's in March, which is towards the end of the season. It's gonna be pretty compact. Um, my race is the week, the first weekend of February, and uh, the UP two hundred, the one that my dad's running in, is the second week of February. So we got to go from the middle of Maine straight down to Michigan, which is about a two or three day trip with the trailer and the dogs and the gear. Yeah, you guys are really going to have to boogie to get there. I mean, that's that's not an easy feat, especially in in the middle of winter. So yeah, you definitely have have your your uh, your hands full with that. But both you and Caleb are gonna are gonna join your dad on the track. Yes, sir. Uh, we uh, he, my dad is for us. Uh, he's a very uh, big supporter. Right. Um, so we just want to return the favor and be a bigger supporter for him. 
Very good. So yeah, the the, uh, the mush main kennel has their hands full with with some racing to do this year. It sounds like you guys have a pretty busy schedule. Before we let you go, Caleb, uh, what's happening after this race? I know when we talked to, or I'm sorry, I keep calling you Caleb, Christian. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. uh, when when uh, we were talking to Caleb, he sort of has his plans laid out. Uh, you talked about uh, sort of um, uh, being the football player and all that, but what's next for you, Christian, after this year? And then moving forward, maybe with the dogs, maybe not. Um, I'm going to take it year by year. After high school, I'm going to be following in both my brothers, my other brothers, and my dad's footsteps in the Marine Corps. Um, but for dog sledding for the next two years, after this year, um, I'm probably going to take up the 100 after Caleb. Okay. And uh, senior year, we'll see what happens. Yep, there you go. Man, you guys, you guys are... Uh are definitely a, a mushing family and and I like it. I, I love having uh, these uh, these sort of family chats because it, it truly shows the lifestyle of of dog mushing. And in my, my daughter, she was a part of this as, as a as a young girl. She did junior I did a rod a couple of times and she did her work uh, with uh, with the kennel as well. So uh, hats off to you and all that. So Again, thank you very much, Christian, for joining us. And we got all of your guys' contact uh, info and all that uh, for for the team. So thanks for joining us tonight. Of course. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, that is the, the Hayes Kennel. And until next time, goodbye. From DogWorks Radio, this is Mushing Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art, and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe, too. Your hosts are Alex Stein and Robert Forto. Our producer is Robert Forto, created for Dog Works Radio. 